0: This week, I had the opportunity to interview Melinda Emerson. And for those of you who don't know who Melinda is, all you have to do is simply go to the internet and type in small business. And you undoubtedly will run into her. She's known as the small business lady, and she has been helping small and mid-sized companies for years. And to be honest with you, I'm extremely fortunate that she was willing to take the time and visit with us about small business and growing value. So please enjoy my conversation with Melinda Emerson.
1: Today, 80% of businesses don't sell. To be a part of the 20% that do, and at maximum value, you'll need a successful strategy. Welcome to the the Defenders defenders of Business Value value podcast, podcast, where we interview today's top professional advisors who help business owners create, preserve, and most importantly, transfer value. value. If you want actionable tips that will increase your business value, stay tuned. The podcast starts now. Welcome
0: to the Defenders of Business Value Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Meisigland. I teach business owners how to identify the value in their business so that they can sell at maximum value when they want, how they want, and to whom they want. On today's show, I'm delighted to welcome Melinda Emerson, otherwise known as the Small Business Lady. Melinda is America's number one small business expert. She has been a thriving entrepreneur for nearly 15 years and is an internationally known keynote speaker. Melinda's small business advice is widely read, reaching more than 3 million entrepreneurs each week on the Internet. A pioneer in social media marketing, she is the creator and host of Hashtag Small the longest running live chat on Twitter for small business owners. Melinda, welcome to the show.
2: Well, I'm thrilled to be here with you. Well,
0: I guess my first question is you started in television, right?
2: Yes. Yes. I was a television producer initially.
0: So how did you become America's small business lady?
2: Well, you know, that's a great story. I'm a very accidental business coach. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, I, 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 I would hasten you to tell you that it was really kind of the school of hard knocks, you know, like I worked in television, um, I got my dream job when I was 23 years old in market for television in Philadelphia, which is where I live, you know, but sometimes you got to be careful what you wish for Ed, because you might just get it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and when you get it, you, it might not be what you think it is. And, and that's kind of what happened to me. I got my dream job and my dream job was actually a nightmare. And I was like, okay, I got to do something else. And, you know, Oprah Winfrey was the first journalist I ever saw start a business, and so I modeled my first business as a production company, much like, you know, in the vein of Harpo Studios, but, you know, smaller. We mostly did corporate industrial work. but yeah, so when I was 26 years old, I quit my really good job, and I had a laptop, a fax machine, and a dream, and I started my business in the basement of my house. Now now it is, you know, 20 years later, I'm still in business, so I must have figured a, a thing or two out. Um, but literally, about seven, eight years into my first company, I realized that I would have run my business much better if I had had better advice. And so... I realized that there wasn't anyone in the marketplace really giving people tangible small business advice every day. And given my media background, I said to myself, well, you know what? I wonder if I could be that lady, if I could be the one that gives out the advice. And uh, lo and behold, I, um, started taking down notes about all the expensive lessons I had made in business. And that actually became my very first book, become your own boss in 12 months, which became an international bestseller in 2010 and 11. And, that really put me on this path to uh, being America's number one small business expert. Um, I could not get my name on Twitter, which is how I became small biz lady as a nickname. And, you know, as I tell people, that's like my superhero moniker, you know, I fly over the city saving one business at a time every night, you know? So um, that's really sort of like the cliff notes of my story. It was, it was very accidental. It was just like, I just thought people needed to know, all of the expensive lessons out here that that you have the opportunity to learn once you put your shingle out and say you're open for business i love it
0: so and that and that segues right into where i was headed is is in your first book are you ready to become your own boss so you talk about the preparation of entrepreneurship and in in my practice we we work with first time you know, chances are first time business owners and we're talking more people out of business than into business because they just don't understand what they're getting themselves into.
2: <laughs> I talk a lot of people out of business too. I've been accused of my first book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months, being a bucket of cold water at people's faces. But, I, But I'm like, look, somebody's got to tell you how crazy this is. You know, somebody's got to tell you the truth.
0: Well, there's not, the funny thing is, you know, being CEO and head janitor, and oh by the way, you're going to be the last person paid. Um, that really that really puts the speed bump in the entrepreneur journey.
2: Oh, it absolutely does, and people people need to know. Like somebody's got to tell them. Like, hey, this thing is not. You know, you got to be tough to do this. There's going to be plenty of days where you have to pay other people, and you can't take a check. And, you know, and you got to go home and tell your sweetie that you didn't take a check, which is a whole other thing.
0: <laughs> That's a whole nother book. You know, that
2: people don't <laughs> even really. Yeah. No, no. I talk about it in Becoming a Boss because I was like, look, an unsupportive spouse can kill a business faster than a bad marketing plan without question.
0: Well, wh- which do you prefer? I mean, I think in today's environment, it's probably easier than any time in history to, to, to open your own business. Do you prefer... Or do I guess each of them have their own merits? But do you prefer um, building your own or buying one?
2: You know, it depends on where you are in life and, and what your and what your needs are. You know, for me. I, I started a business that morphed into a different business, you know, so for me, I think that I'm running the right business for me. But I do think um, if you have the resources and you have really done research on the industry and the particular business owner, I do think buying a business is very viable. But the thing that I always warn people about related to buying a business is you need to find out really the real reason why people are selling. You know, because they could be selling to avoid a lawsuit. They could be selling maybe because their kids don't want the business or they could be selling because their industry is shrinking. So you need to be really careful and do a lot of research and homework on the industry and the people you're buying the business from so that you really understand what you are buying.
0: Couldn't agree more. Um, in your new book, fix your business, a 90 day plan to get your life, to get back your life and remove chaos from your business. There are 12 P's that you identified, which, which of the 12 do you, do you, uh, do you find, I, I'm certain all of them are, are important, but are there two yeah. that stand out for you?
2: There's actually three. So, <laughs> so I, would, I would tell you people, profits, and prospects are the three that trip people up. It's their people challenges in their business, how they're managing money and, and monitoring profit margin in their business, and their sales process. What is going on for them related to sales? How Do they have a, a specific sales pipeline, or are they rushing to do sales whenever things get low versus doing sales and marketing? you know, marketing stuff all the time and really understanding the difference between marketing and sales. And so that's the thing that I think trips most people up. And so those are, if I had to pick three that we zoned in on, it would definitely be those three.
0: Yeah. The, without question. I mean, we, we see the the same thing that there's that, that those are the ingredients for, for, for value and transferable value. And you, and if you align those, it, this whole process goes a lot easier. You earlier started talking a little bit about the, um, that, about supportive spouses. Uh, can you talk a little bit of the clients that you've worked with, the emotional aspects within the business that either increase value or detract from value?
2: Well, I think that as you're going into business, you've got to call a family meeting, right? And you also have to be really careful thinking about, you know who you're married to, right? <laughs> so if you're married to a spouse that is highly risk averse, you know, you have to approach that person, not with dreams, not with ideas, but with facts and figures. You got to have a deck and give them a presentation like they are the bank, right? <laughs> I mean, really. Um if you are are married to somebody that is more of a creative spirit, that is more, um, you know, ride or die, if you will, um, you know, you can go to them just with your raw idea and say, you know, I think I have a million dollar idea. Let me tell you what it is. You know, you can sprinkle a few facts and figures, but you don't have to be As specific, but regardless of whether you have like the sweetest, most supportive spouse in the world, or if you're married to, you know, a bank vice president, you need to give them a timeline of how long you're going to pursue this business before you throw the hat in and. Really, my suggestion is, is that you pad whatever that number you think it is with six more months. So if you think it's 24, <laughs> to tell them it's three years. I mean, just do yourself a favor because it takes 12 to 18 months for a small business to break even, let alone get to the point where it's throwing off enough cash to replace your corporate salary particularly if you're starting from scratch with your own idea. Now, the beautiful thing about buying a business is when you buy a business, they already have customers. They already have cash flow. And that is the beautiful thing. But at the end of the day, I tell anybody, you got to check how much debt is on that business. You got to check what the debt service is going to be. Are they coming to you with a business that is debt free or are you going to have to take on their debt, too? Because you really got to understand how soon are you going to get a paycheck? And that is key to you figuring out. Um, how much money you're going to have to dump in. Are you going to have to upgrade any of their systems? You know, there's a big digital transformation of stuff going on right now. And the beautiful thing with that is stuff is so cheap. Like, I remember when I started my business 20 years ago, you had to have your own server. You had to have your own guy that ran the server. You had to, you know, buy different licenses for all kinds of stuff. Now this stuff is cloud-based it is amazing. You can get anything and pretty cheap, like pretty inexpensively. But if you're going into a business that's 20 or 30 years old and they're using antiquated systems, you've got to figure out how much budget you're going to have to put in to upgrade how that business operates so that it can operate optimally for you. And so, you really just have to understand, um, I would build yourself a one, two, and three-year plan, um, figure out if you're going to have to borrow money to buy this business, or you are going to have to borrow money to upgrade this business, and how soon does that turn into a check in your pocket? That is very, very critical when you're thinking about buying a, a business or what kind of business you want to start.
0: Yeah, we're, we we see the, the same thing, and one of the things that I'm hoping, and, and I have uh, – two daughters that you know hopefully they want to to own their own business but what what i'm what i'm seeing and what i'd like to see more of is that there's that these young people come in and buy these baby boomer businesses and they come in and they add the gas the technological gas the all the other things that you know a, a 75 year old may may have shunned you know in in recent recent history and just add gas to it and see where the the business goes i mean i think it's a it's a wonderful opportunity for certainly the millennials and uh because there's such a a surplus of businesses out there so yeah yeah so when we i guess one of the questions and and because you are so ingrained in the small business community I mean, wh- what do you think the biggest challenge is facing today's business owner?:
2: Cash flow, cash flow, cash flow. the I management
0: mean, the management of or the lack thereof?:
2: Both, all of the above. I mean, I feel like people are still being strangled for for cash, and what's really scary now is that if you look at if you look at the the diaspora of financial resources out here, banks turn down 8,000 loans a day. In America, traditional <laughs> banks. And there are CDFIs and, you know, nonprofits out here that do lending, but it takes them three to six weeks to do even a twenty twenty $25,000 loan, let alone um, when you're facing payroll on Friday and it's Monday and you need money. There are very few resources you can go to to get money Affordably, I mean, there's plenty of people that will loan you money, um, you know, and it's almost has become this like, you know, kind of predatory lending environment that we live in now. I mean, I get calls every week from someone wanting to know, do I need money, you know, for the low, low APR of, you know, 25 to 45 percent interest, you know. And so that stuff is really scary. I mean, I am excited, though, because I'm starting to see um You know, Amex is doing loans. PayPal is doing loans. Square is doing loans. QuickBooks is doing loans. Um, and, and they're doing loans at a much lower uh, cost of business than, uh, you know, our, our friends at On Deck and Cabbage and some of that stuff. Um, But still, if somebody's taking cash out of your account directly every week, they're strangling your cash flow. And so the fact that they're not charging you an origination fee and they're not charging you 20% interest, well, that's great. But they're taking, you know, $1,400, $1,500 a week out of your account cash flow-wise, they're still strangling you for cash. And so that is something that... um, is a real challenge for small businesses because they need money very, very quickly. Um, and so I would say balancing their cash management issues and just access to credit. I cannot tell you how many small businesses ring my phone needing help because they don't have lines of credit because they lost them during the recession and never got them back. And so that is very, very real. I mean, the people that survived the Great Recession, the Re- Great Recession killed a lot of businesses, but But those that survived, you know, they've got some battle scars on them unless they were of such a size that, you know, the bank saw them of value. But, you know, most small businesses will never gross over a million in revenue. You know, that pizza shop in your neighborhood, he's doing 700,000 a year. He's got six employees, four of which are part time. You know, Um, the dentist office in your neighborhood is doing about 600,000 you know, and maybe because he's a doctor, he might be able to have a line of credit, but the pizza guy, maybe not, you know, so you, you've got to look at what's really going on and look at what your cash position is going to be. Obviously you've got to protect your personal credit, but then you've got to start building what they call business credit. You got to start building that paydex score, which is something most people don't even know about. Um, and so all of these things position you, uh, to borrow borrow money into and, and to have opportunities to to grow. And and that's really you gotta look at you gotta borrow money when you don't need it and you've gotta plan your cash six months, twelve months out so that you understand what you're gonna need. And then it also too, you've got to drive your sales around that. If you know you gotta make uh, thirty thousand dollars this month, then you gotta make thirty thousand dollars this month. So you gotta figure out what it is that you have to do, how many calls do you have to make, how many emails do you have to make how send Uh, to generate that kind of business. And it's critical. And so all of these things work together.
0: Right. And the, the, the the tough part is that the business owner is fighting a hundred other fires as, you know, just to, just to keep the the doors open. So, and, and that's one of the challenges though, that we see is, you know, these business owners that, you know, it's a, a lifestyle business. That's, that's what they've had, but you know, 70% of their net worth at least is probably tied up in their business and they have to, they have to be able to convert that to cash when they retire. And when we were talking in the pre-show, one of the, one of the things you mentioned was, um, being running the business, not necessarily being the business. Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Well, it's really important that you build a business that can run without you. And I ran into this problem. This is actually what made me become the small biz lady, to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you a good news, bad news story. So when I was running my very first company, my production company, Quintessence Entertainment, um, back in 2005, when I got pregnant with my son, I was 32 years old. I got pregnant with my son. And I ended up with a high-risk pregnancy on bed rest for six months. And nobody would have ever thought that would have happened. I was a perfectly healthy person. um, But they thought my child had a heart condition and they had me up at the hospital three times a week getting testing done. Well, 2005 was before Wi-Fi was in every home in America. So being sent home from my office for six months on bed rest, essentially almost shut down my company. Even though I had nine people that worked for me, um, I was the number one rainmaker in my business. And when I wasn't around, there wasn't anyone really making rain. They weren't even really checking my email to make sure that there were opportunities coming in. And I almost lost everything the year that I had my son. And I never, ever, ever would have thought that something like that would have happened to me. And, um, you know, my husband and I, we weren't trying to get pregnant. We just kind of found out we were pregnant. Um, But it was one of those things that that was when I learned that you have to have somebody else in your business that's worrying about how your business makes money other than you. I had a bunch of doers in my business. They would do anything I asked them to do, but nobody proactively did anything. But also, too, culturally, I had set it up to where that was the case. You know, I kind of had set up a business where you had to kind of come ask mama, you know, what to do. And so when I wasn't there, nobody knew what to do. And I, I built a business that was a cult of my own personality and almost completely destroyed myself and my family financially because my husband worked full time in our business too. And so that was really a super, super scary time. And I'm just grateful that I was able to um, learn from it and and help other people so that they didn't make those kinds of mistakes.
0: Well, first things first, how's your son?
2: My son is 13 years old, wearing a size 13, just finished seventh grade. He's great. <laughs> he, must be, he must be doing good. Well, we, he came here and he was fine. But I mean, boy, they terrified me to death. That's why I only have one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hear you. Believe me, I hear you. The, one of the things we, that from an exit planning standpoint, we always say, you know what? You want to find the, the chinks in your armor? You know, Take two, three weeks off. Don't call the office every all your problems will will rise to the surface
2: (laughs) i think in the first two days all your problems will rise to the surface without question
0: well i know um i'm certain you probably have a backlog uh, as far as as clients go but i guess when should a business owner call someone like you and and are you taking clients
2: Um, I'm definitely taking coaching clients and I have a lot of online courses as well that people can take at their own timetable. Um, you know, somebody needs to call me before the house is on fire, but they never do. They call me when it is like the the, the door is burning, you know? And so, um, I have all kinds of triage kinds of things. Um, I actually worked with a, a young lady a few years ago who was six months pregnant and she was about to have her first baby. She had a husband that traveled all the time for his work and she didn't have her business organized where it could run without her. And literally three months before this woman had this baby, I helped her completely reorganize her business. And she ended up getting on the Inc. 5000 list last year and increased her revenues by something like 431% in the years after she had her baby. But if she hadn't done that, she would have potentially lost everything when she had her daughter. And, um, you know, so I, I, you know, I use those VIP coaching days really strategically. You know? <laughs> I mean, but we completely tore down her entire business and built it back up, had her hire people strategically, reorganize some of the people she had. And she got rid of like an 800 pound gorilla that was like inside her business, kind of holding everything back. and. Um, I'm so proud of her because she did what I said and she won and she's still winning. Um, and she sells yarn on the internet and making millions, killing it. And, um, I, you know, so I, I work with people as they come, you know, but the thing about it is, is that you got to listen to me because I've been there, done that. I got two t-shirts. So I'm telling you you the benefit of of all my experience. So yeah, I mean, I I work with probably about 10 to 15 individual VIP coaching clients a year, but I have group coaching programs as well. And I have um, online training that people can take my 12 week online course on how to fix their business. If they're just getting started and they, and they want to know how to transition from being an employee to being an entrepreneur, my become your own boss mastermind program was also something that'll really help them. And they can find out about all that information on my website at smallbizlady.com.
0: And we will certainly link it to the show notes. So, One last, one last thing before we go, if you had one piece of advice to give our listeners that would have the most immediate impact on their business, what would that be?
2: You know, you never lose in business, either you win or you learn. I think a lot of times when we make mistakes in business, we beat ourselves up, we can't sleep at night, listen, shake it off, keep it moving you got another day to fight tomorrow. Do not get stuck on any mistake. No matter what decision you make, you'll never separate yourself from God's love. So don't worry about it. Keep it moving. That's all I can say.
0: I love it. Well, is there, I know you, you pointed to the website. Is there any other places? And I know that you're everywhere on social media. So where can (laughs) we connect with you?
2: Well, I am Melinda Emerson on LinkedIn, um, but I am small biz lady everywhere else in the world. So if you're interested in getting more information from me every Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern, I do a live chat on Twitter. And once a month, we are on video on Facebook Live on YouTube and on Facebook. So if you're looking for information um, about my books, they're sold anywhere books are sold. Just go up on Amazon. They're on Audible. They're on, you know, ebook download, any of that stuff. So you can just, you know, Google Melinda Emerson or small biz lady. You'll find out everything you need to know about me.
0: Fair enough. I will, like I said, I will link everything that you've mentioned in the show notes. So they Mom. have an easy way to get to you. So look, you know, I'm so grateful for our time. To it, Truly, it was, uh, it was wonderful. It's like I told you early, it was, uh, it's been on the, the bucket list to, to visit with you. I've watched you from afar. So uh, you certainly didn't disappoint.
2: Well, I appreciate that, and it's so kind of you to ask me to be on your program, and I hope I've, I've given people some jewels <laughs> that they can take with them as they're thinking about this journey to entrepreneurship, and certainly, I would love to have you on my show, too, talking about business valuation, because I think some people think their business might be worth a little bit more than it's actually worth, <laughs>
0: I wouldn't I would have. have a I wouldn't have a job without that.
2: Well, I I mean, <laughs> so I think we need to have that eba conversation, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair
0: I will. Uh, <laughs> I'll reach out. I'll after we're done. I'll uh you. I'll send you the contact information. Just tell me which Wednesday you want me to to uh, fire up my fingers.
2: Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much, and I, I truly do appreciate all your time.
1: Thank you for joining us today on the Defenders of Business Value podcast. If you're preparing your business for sale now or in the future, visit www.valuebuilders.us to begin your journey to, to maximum, maximum saleable, saleable value. value. And if you want more episodes jam-packed with strategies to maximize value of your business, visit DefendersOfBusinessValue.com. Better yet, subscribe now so you don't ever miss an episode. This program is copyrighted, Myso Incorporated, all rights reserved.